0: All right, so today we have a longtime friend and uh, well, probably one of my original clients way back in the day. Miss um, Marie, uh, not Acosta anymore, uh, Jensen, oh, right? I
1: mean it's Jensen.
0: Jensen, yeah. Jensen, yeah. <laughs> Now, when you start having to change your last name, you know you're getting old. No, I'm, just, oh, <laughs> I'm <yeah>. joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wanted to bring you on because you've had quite the—I—I uh, I, I would say like quite quite a cool journey in the fitness industry from where you started to where you're at now. All uh, uh, you know, part of what uh, is kind of cool is you actually follow—we all the way through got your pro card, yeah. in, uh, in, in bikini. Um, and you also finished school with what degree?
1: Um, health exercise science field, uh, with a bachelor's degree.
0: There you go. bunch of sciencey stuff, guys. It's, it's not easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you have your own business. Yes. It's Kratos.
1: Kratos athletics. Kratos. There
0: you go. Yeah. There's the plugin. So (laughs) Wanted to bring you on so we could chat a little bit about all of that stuff about what you're doing with your business. And, you know, primarily are you your personal training, you're advising on nutrition, you're doing pretty much everything right now, right?
1: Yeah, correct. Um, well, right now, my main focus is school. I'm back in school going for my know. math.
0: Oh, degree. okay. I thought you were done. <laughs>
1: no, no, I think I'm going to uh, forever be
0: a student. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough.
1: So, I'm back in school, and so that's my main focus right now. Um, I do have a uh, Kratos athletics uh, business going, and I have some online clients that I'm training. Um, so, that's the main thing right now. School with my business kind of on the back end right now because I am just super focused with the education part. But um, once I'm able to have more time, then I'll be able to take on more clients but as of now I'm booked with time
0: fair enough fair enough that makes sense school takes a ton of time so a master's in what uh is um, it-
1: in the health exercise science field
0: okay you can Continue. end up going for your doctorate too
1: you know what I I am thinking <laughs> yeah that is an option for me so we'll see how this uh master's program goes and we'll take it from there I don't like creating plans because we all know how those can not go according to how we. Plan.
0: That's very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I like having a, a, an idea of what I'm going to do, but I don't really ever have a precise plan.
1: <laughs> yeah, Now I just have a bunch of options like, okay, let's have this, let's have that, let's have that. And if none of those work, then we'll have other
0: options available. There you go. That's perfect. So, you know, Break down kind of your your journey to your pro card. I think that's something that that's super impressive, and I don't think people realize how difficult it is to get a pro card, especially in your in your height division. I would argue um, probably one of the more co- competitive uh, divisions out of bikini, right?
1: Yeah, there's a, a lot of girls in the short class, which is you know one amateur it's considered class A, um, but five, now 10? I just, no like,
0: class. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the the little uh, the little ones, but I think every class is huge now. Like the bikini division oh. has grown so much since like when I first started competing in 2021 with you. 20. Can you believe it's been that long? Oh,
0: 20. You said 2021.
1: Oh wait, 20, <laughs> 2012. Sorry, I got the oh, numbers backwards.
0: There you go. go. Damn, 2012. <laughs> that was that's crazy. That's such a long time ago. Um, You and then uh, you you brought your uh, friend Ari in too to do a couple shows. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) I haven't seen her forever. Um, Yeah, that's wild. So, what, what, what uh, made you want to actually like go all the way through with it? Because you know you could have just you could have just stopped.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could have stopped with my high school education, too. But there's <laughs> that competitive person in me that just wants to keep going with whatever I set my mind to. And that was one of the things I set my mind to. I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I said I was going to do it. And I did it. And same thing with the school, right? I'm like, you know, what, I'm going to set my mind to it. I'm going to get my degree and I did it. It took me a long time to get my bachelor's degree. It's
0: okay. You got it. You (laughs) got
1: it. The main thing is, is that you do it right. Um, so I don't know. I just, uh, just decided to do it and I fell in love with the process, not with the Mm. trophy and not with the, where, you know, a lot of people like to compete, um, for the, part, you know, good job. Congratulations. Um, but I actually fell in love with bodybuilding, of like going into the gym and building specific body parts and seeing the results. And that to me was the driving force behind competing.
0: Interesting. Yeah. The, um, that, that actually reminds me of a, um, of a quote from, uh, Tim Grover, who was uh, Michael Jordan's uh, strength coach. He's like, you don't have to you know, you just you just have to you just have to be able to to love the actual process of it. You know, you know, it's like it's just that's just part of it, and that that really I, I would argue is where true competitiveness is in, in athletes, and and that's like I feel like that, especially back then. I don't know how it is so much now since I've been so disconnected from that part of the industry for like seven eight years at the very maybe the seven oh. years at least, yeah. Um, no I- anymore Hmm? no 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 no. I just it was it just wasn't lined up with the direction of the the what I wanted to work on you know um it, it it was fun but you know I mean when you start working with people who are in the the men the men's physique and even the bodybuilding it's just other things I didn't want to deal with
1: Um. (laughs) athletes right especially when it's bodybuilding and everything is like hey can I have this hey are you sure I need to eat that hey are you sure I'm ready hey you know all I understand on the athlete side oh yeah wanting to make sure everything's perfected and yeah
0: I enjoyed working with certain people it's just (laughs) that I think that's always been like one one thing I've always enjoyed as a coach is like having uh, people who are truly competitive in in nature and and are truly an athlete at heart. Um, And it's just that industry, like most industries, even, um, you know, like CrossFit and stuff like that, they, you know, everything's about making money at the end of the day. And you get a bunch of people thinking they want to do something and they don't really want to do it. They just want to do what their friends are doing. And you know how that goes. Like you said earlier, they want to do it for the uh, the, (laughs) the applause and and the $10 trophy or whatever. But it's still... (laughs) You know, it's still an, an accomplishment and it's just like, it, it's probably one of the harder sports, arguably, considering how, how strict you actually have to be all the time. Like, I, at least that's from my view, from working with a, range, a wide range of just athletes of all different types of sports.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it takes a lot of discipline. You know, you're not always going to have that motivation, but When you lack motivation, that's when the discipline kicks in. And if you don't know how to be disciplined, you're not going to be successful in bodybuilding.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, especially when you have to actually eat the right amount of food all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not an issue for me, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least for the um, phase where you're not cutting calories. Cutting calories. That does get
0: tough. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's where that's where everything happens, right? You know, you start having to pull more, pull back more, and pull back more. And <laughs> it's just like I'm not eating anything anymore. You know, and you're starving practically. You just but,
1: what is this? Yeah. Exactly.
0: Right. So. What? How? How many years of uh, just to give people an idea of how long it truly takes to, to accomplish something? How? How long did that take from start to beginning? From when you first started competing till when you got your pro card?
1: My very first show was uh, Governor's Cup, two thousand twelve.
0: Okay. And, yeah.
1: Um, I did a show. At least one show for sure. I can't remember now. It's been so long. Um, every year since then, mm. including till till this year. <laughs> oh. I've done it every year. Yeah, so it t- 2012 was my first year and then I turned pro in 2017.
0: Okay, wow. That's a so basically 5 solid years of, of man, that's a that's a long time though. and well that's the funny thing it's really not long but it is long, right? Yeah. You know, the um, I think there's you know, how I know you're still involved in the industry. Like, How how many people are able to walk into it now? Because I remember back then, some girls were able to just get their pro guard within the first year. Is that rare now?
1: That's rare now. Yeah, Yeah. it happens. But it is rare. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I've been kind of with school. I kind of haven't been involved too much in uh, the bodybuilding industry. I mean, I did compete this year, but like in terms of, um, staying updated with, uh, shows.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I've been so involved with school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's f- fair enough. Fair enough. So right now the school being the focus, what, mm-hmm. what, what are you looking to gain out of, uh, you know, it, pretty much pursuing more and more schooling and at more of an a- advanced degree. Is that what it would be?
1: Yeah. You know, I just want to be the (laughs) really competitive, right? I just want to be the best at whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So personal training, like I have my online clients. Um, then I want to be the best and I want to make sure that they are not going to get injured or hurt. You know, um, if it's making meal plans, I want to make sure that clients are eating nutrient dense foods. And, and I want to use science behind that and, You know, school has taught me how to use science based evidence and implement that into my plans and programs when I train my clients. And me too, like now that I just train myself when I compete. So being able to use what I'm learning and um, put that into my programs. And it's all a learning um, process, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've been on keto for two years and I've done a couple of shows on keto. And the first one was a learning curve. And then this last one, uh, still a learning curve, but better than the first one, and then I'm gonna see how this next one goes, hopefully like th- third you know three third times the time charm <laughs> so we'll see um, nice. but yeah, just using what I'm learning and implementing that into my
0: training so what made you want to do this uh specifically with a ketogenic diet
1: um just learning about it and all the benefits from it mm-hmm. And I always heard, you know, from you actually. I think it was the first person I heard about keto, you when you were like a keto advocate. What happened to that?
0: <laughs> um, no, it's not that I don't advocate for it. I I just think the industry, because you know, the fitness industry really did it a disservice almost. Um, that's
1: like a whole another podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know, and that that's like it really the. The true benefits, I think, get lost in translation um, because, I, I, you know, the things that attracted me to it a long time ago was when I was racing and uh, doing Spartan races
1: okay, and, okay. Mount,
0: and mountaineering a lot back in 2016, 2017. Um, and it, it, for me, it was like self-experimentation. I just wanted to know. And, yeah. um, you know, I followed a lot of, uh, oh, goodness. Let me think. Whose research was it?
1: Volek's?
0: No. Uh, the guy that wrote um, the art and science of low-carb diet or something. Um, Volick. Yeah. Jeff Volek? Yeah. Is that what you said? I thought I heard yeah. you say a different yeah. name. Yeah. No, it was. It was Volick and then uh, a bunch of stuff that uh, D'Agostino started talking a lot about. Um, and then uh, – Patrick Arnold, the biochemist guy who's created tons of supplements, started talking about like exogenous uh, ketone stuff, and so all together, it was it was really interesting to me, and so I had the experiment. So I I was all I was keto for a solid two years, and then uh, got a little more involved with um, going between more of CrossFit, uh, powerlifting, a little bit. Of, it's just a I'm just doing too many different things all the time. And uh, mm-hmm. so, it, 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 to me personally, it's just I prefer the I, I like the way I feel kind of going in and out of it. Cause I still technically will check once in a great while and I can have ketones, you know, at 0.3, you know, uh, with the blood ketones in the morning, um, even just off of an 18 hour fast, which I'm surprised. I guess I'm fairly flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you can
1: do an hour fast without planning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can, oh. uh, yeah, I could actually, I've done in the past where I can uh, just do like a 48, 48 hour fast without even doing anything different. Yeah. Um, fairly flexible, which I, fa- I found is kind of rare uh, for at least people I've, I've interacted with. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I would argue it's because I'm so strict with everything else, like my sleep habits, my, you know, timing of everything. I'm, I'm I feel like I'm obsessed with being very, you know, stringent on those things. So maybe it has something to do with that.
1: (laughs) Health is so important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing is like I do blood work every six months and it seems like it's, uh, it's never really changed even while I was in keto or while I'm not. Um, with the exception of when we we did some really uh, funny stuff with, uh, testing my cholesterol numerous times in the same week. And then that was a little different. Fasted with a bunch of fat or without any fat in my diet. And it was it, that was one thing that did change it, but I never really did any more. I just haven't honestly had more time on my hands to do a lot more of the fun self-experimentation. But wow. um, yeah, enough about me. So <laughs> go back to... <laughs> I get talking, and then sometimes I'm like, "Oh shit, no!" I got to talk about you. <laughs> so the you found yourself wanting to dabble in it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we
1: so we started from bikini 2012 yeah. to pro 2017, mm-hmm. and then now I'm doing pro shows. I was planning on doing more this year, but man, school! I was going to do the November one coming mm-hmm. up. Um, but again, my main focus is school. That's priority number one. Mm-hmm. And so I had to hold off on competing, but, um, I've been doing keto for going on three years, I think. And oh, wow. I've shows, yeah, the last two shows were keto. And then this in January, I think I'm going to start really prepping again mm-hmm. to do a show hopefully like April. So we'll see. And that'll be keto as well.
0: Nice. So what what about it do you enjoy? Cuz you kind of have to enjoy it to want to keep doing it. If my art. <laughs> I would argue. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't I think it would have to be the experimentation part of baking. I love baking. You do make I some love crazy baking. stuff. You see all my stuff, right? <laughs> yes. I really enjoy like coming up with keto recipes and sharing it with people mm-hmm. on the Kratos uh uh, instagram page so
0: plenty there guys
1: <laughs> sorry i'm getting a call i don't know did it kick off okay uh,
0: no we're good we're good
1: so yeah i think just um in okay honestly i feel like i get more out of my food eating keto mm-hmm. nutrient wise um the profiles of what i eat is just really dense in nutrients compared to like White rice,
0: yeah, right? There's nothing in there practically. <laughs> like
1: avocado or um, chia seeds or flax seeds and all these other things that like have so many minerals and vitamins and I don't know. I just feel better on it. I do. I feel great.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I recall um, the mental acuity part was probably my my favorite part, um, but. The so so let me let me ask you this then so do you measure ketones? So, yeah.
1: I did when I was um, the first show I did. I was like a little neurotic with it. Um, every morning, noon, and night, I tested. I did my blood ketones. I got a uh, the breath analyzer that well oh, the tests
0: acetone for- one.
1: Yeah, really cool um, tool. Which one so was it? That. Did you use the Ketonic's uh,
0: one? yeah
1: Ketones. i still have it so i'll probably start that when i start prepping again mm. uh, just to really measure and see where my ketone levels are uh and then i would check my blood pressure and mm. uh, the thing with me i have really low blood pressure so
0: salt you a lot of salt right
1: yeah uh, but then i just talked to one of the professors who specializes in cardiovascular physiology mm-hmm. and he's that uh too much salt can change the uh, makeup of your vasculature so i'm like oh i, I kind of got nervous so mm. i um, cut back a little bit on my salt but if, if i don't have a certain amount i get really lightheaded and every time i stand up i get dizzy so i have to
0: be mm. cautious you know if, if it was to that's, that's interesting like i would imagine where where, 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 where is that data coming from where he says it can change your vast, you know, like, would that be in reference to the normal population who eats like crap?
1: Uh, I don't you know. know. I, mean? I, I didn't. It was a brief um, conversation. He's oh. super busy. I'm super busy. It was yeah. like, I was in between going to labs. I'm like, hey, and then that was it. So okay. I, okay. Okay. I can get more information on it, which I probably will. But man, he's just so busy.
0: Yeah, I bet. I bet. That's. <laughs> yeah. That part's insane. I, I can only imagine. But yeah, no, I always, I always find it interesting because I remember, um, when, uh, my friends who were in the medical field were asking me about my diet, they were like, Oh, you're going to die. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I'm not like my triglycerides and cholesterol are, are, are significantly better than yours. So I was like, let's just compare, right? Like, you know, my triglycerides are like 70, you know, <laughs> you know, and then I have like, seven percent body fat back then i was maintaining fairly easy and so it was it's like you know everything looks fine you know everything everything i was actually i would argue on the better side of of the um you know the normal i I would argue but um still even even now even without being keto it still seems seems the same but you know so what uh you know it's funny you 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 actually said you enjoy the baking part and creating that's the part mm-hmm. I hated, and so literally all I did was eat was, was like meat and fat and coconut yeah, oil. It was so boring, you know. It's kind of gross after a while. And,
1: meat uh, for me is like rare. We'll eat meat um, every now and then, yeah, and I yeah. will get like the grass-fed beef or like the free-range yeah. whatever chicken. And uh, but that's rare. What we usually eat is eggs. I say we because. Um, Courtney, he's on keto too, so it makes it easier, right? When yeah. your partner is also into the same meals and foods that you eat, but um, eggs and um, egg whites, we eat uh, chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, uh, whey protein powders, grass-fed beef gelatin. So we mix it up with our proteins. Um, mm-hmm. It's not boring. I yeah. would say it's not boring. Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Weird. I would eat the stuff that you make if I could just buy it like that all the time, you know. But that gets really expensive. Um, yeah, because
1: the ingredients we use is like organic oh and gosh, yeah. What sure. yeah. what we spend our money on is
0: food. food. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, the same way. Uh, you know, protein wise, do you notice you have to keep it really low to stay in keto? In um, I
1: haven't checked it uh, in a while, but when I do uh when i was checking it you know this is when i was in prep season Mm -hmm. i was cutting um i did cut down i was at uh, my macros were five percent net carbs it was like five to ten percent it would vary um net carbs and then 70 percent fat and the rest was protein and i did notice yeah um on days where i had a little bit higher protein it would decrease the the blood ketones not so much the breath though so that was interesting to see that
0: you know i actually think i remember reading about that like the uh, level of acetone ketones in your in your uh, breath were more for somebody uh, they stayed higher or was it lower they were mostly consistent there was a certain consistency amongst people who were long-term you know consistent with keto that's the fascinating mm-hmm. part about that diet. It's like the only measurable diet if you know if you're doing it right because you can actually yeah. test it, right? And so yeah. every other diet is kind of like, well, I think you know, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends on what what parameters you're you're using to dictate whether it's working or not. But you know, the uh, did you notice any difference in terms of uh, musculature or strength or? or like, cause your folk, you do mostly bodybuilding, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, like any any difference in aerobic capacity or anything like that?
1: No, I never checked my uh, VO2 max, but uh, now that lob's back in, I'm gonna mm-hmm. check it next semester. So there you go. I'll update you with the VO2 max on my keto. Um, but in terms of just like nothing measurable and just my own opinion, yeah, 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 my I dropped fat way faster than on a normal, like carbohydrate, whatever you want to call it, diet. So uh, compared to the other my normal, my past preps that I would do with eating regular carbs, yeah, my fat loss, the rate of fat loss was way higher
0: during keto. Do you think some of it has to do with being able to maintain lower calories or- you know what I mean? Like, were you able to maintain lower calories longer to to cause that, or are you saying that the same amount of calories with a carbohydrate rich diet?
1: Actually, I, honestly, this last keto prep, I ate the most I've ever eaten during like the last two weeks. Nice. I was at like three weeks out. I think I was eating like fourteen hundred calories, and for me, I'm four eleven. Yeah, so that's
0: a that's a good amount. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, your your like amount of exercise didn't wasn't like significantly more than before.
1: You know, I did step goals. The, okay. the last. Mm-hmm. I did step goals, and then um, I increased my um, sets. So just overall volume.
0: Yeah, I I just find it fascinating sometimes. Like some people that I work with ask about doing a diet. Ketogen, like a ketogenic diet, and then other people are avid about like never wanting to do something like that, and so I'm always like, okay, so this is interesting. I want to observe who's progressing faster. Um, and some of the people who are, I find that people that are willing to do a ketogenic diet tend to be more compliant <laughs> than the people yeah. who are.
1: Whole food groups deleted, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, well, that's all gone, but. But the people that are willing to, to like vest into it, they, they tend to do really well. And even when I did it, it was kind of like it just seemed easier, easier to do. Um, but I noticed that it was like uh, at, at a certain point I did not, I felt like I didn't need to eat much. Anymore. Yeah, you
1: get full cool, um, faster for sure.
0: Yeah, like the satiety signaling seemed to be really, really strong. Um and even if I just start fasting, like the society signaling kicks in pretty strong right now. So it's like, if I ever know if I'm eating like a jerk too much, then I'm like, well, let's just. You feel it, right? He's
1: just uncomfortable and. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, especially if I'm dabbling in, oh geez. People bring like pastries and stuff here sometimes. Uh, gluten free ones specifically for us to taste. Cause I, I, but I. I, I... I have sugar. So it's like
1: oh. gluten free. Yeah,
0: exactly. I just. <laughs>
1: sweetened with honey or agave
0: like it's i just we just filmed the podcast yesterday on like gluten-free diets (laughs) it's because because like ryan and i kind of have to otherwise we have these really uh, terrible reactions you know skin reactions gut um we're not celiacs but we're definitely not responding well to, to 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 anything that has gluten at least but you yeah, um, don't need
1: it, like humans. We don't no, need. We it. Really,
0: no, we really don't. I remember. Um, I remember when I, because I've been in the industry almost eighteen years. I remember. Remember they were so avid about telling people they needed ten servings of whole grains or something like that. Ten or twelve servings. I'm like, yeah. like what? The, what is a serving? Right. So if a serving was uh, two pieces of bread, that's like 220 calories on average, and you get ten of those, it's like. 2100 calories of freaking bread like maybe. was that
1: is that what the like what the food were... pyramid thing? Yeah. That yeah. I think
0: that's what it was based off of but
1: that was my plate.
0: Oh is that I, I'm so like <laughs> I just don't pay attention to that stuff anymore. Um, yeah.
1: They got rid of food pyramids.
0: Yeah. So it, they whether they show like a like a template of a plate that's like eat this much vegetables, eat this much that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Now they decrease the carbs and more veggies and the protein and
0: fats. Yeah. You know, did you notice uh, two years ago uh, they uh, they removed their saturated fat recommendations? No, I didn't. Yeah. So they originally said that you can only have, I think it was like eight grams a day or something stupid like that. Then they completely removed it. Then they don't have a limit as a recommendation anymore. Um, oh. Yeah, but they were really quiet about it <laughs> because <laughs> because this was like when they started. Uh, you know, this is when things like the ketogenic diet and um, even more. Actually, I have, I have I have something I'll ask you about that I want your opinion on too. It's it, um, that I keep seeing, but but yeah, I remember uh, more evidence was coming out how certain. And this may be, I don't know. I still think it's debatable. Um, saturated fats, in the sense of how they may not be as damaging as they think, especially within the context of how you're having them. But um, have you seen all the, the carnivore diet stuff?
1: I've heard of it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of fads out nowadays what is that like the carnivore diet there's um i guess you can say keto is part of that too right ketogenic yeah,
0: diet Yeah, that's what they're very kind of lumped lumped together with there's a couple of guys that are really really leading the way with that but i, I find it i find it interesting because some of them are a little too or zealous and maybe it's just for sake of clickbait ish stuff but it's interesting like if you're if you're only because a lot of these people that are, are promoting it are, are talking about a decrease in autoimmune issues oh okay right which which is interesting because that's what i personally experienced was a decrease in some of my autoimmune symptoms when i removed gluten on my diet 12 years ago but then i also removed a whole slew of things at the same time too so it was more what they would consider paleo i hate that word but like you know no grains basically Um, but I was definitely still, I was still technically eating like roots, tubers, regular potatoes, um, and also rice, white rice in particular. Um, but the carnivore people like they're, you know, they're making some really crazy claims, um.
1: Like what? I okay, what what is the carnivore
0: diet? basically just only animal products, that's it. So the were complete opposite of veganism.
1: <laughs> yeah, watch out if you have uh, high cholesterol, don't do that diet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Probably, but they but they see they're they're on that side of where they they'll say hypercholesterolemia is is so rare and it's bullshit in most cases, which maybe. I don't I don't know. I I'm I'm definitely not in I'm not in the position to, to to make any of those claims, but um, it it is interesting. Where I I will agree where they're saying like, from the evidence of uh, when people are on statins, even though their cholesterol is decreased, a lot of the actual issues that persist are still there. Like occurrences of heart attack don't really decrease when you're on the cholesterol med for most for most cases, you know. But but they also, the, the things I, I feel like are pretty crazy is they, they'll say you can eat as much meat or animal products as you want, period. And they're, they're promoting to eat like liver and stuff, you know, organ meat, which I'm like, great. They should, especially if you're only eating freaking muscle tissue, you're going to have some deficiency issues. Um, but their, their claim is that you don't have to manage calories at all. Like at all. Like it doesn't matter if you eat 5,000 calories or, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but people (laughs) I think think that's kinda like the bro statements, right? Uh Those are like bro carnivore diet people. Just the same with the bro keto diet people. (laughs) I just lump them all together with bro in front of it. But it's the same, (laughs) like the dirty keto, right? The guys who come on guys or and girls come on and say, No, you can eat however many calories um, on keto and you'll be fine, you're not gonna gain weight. You can (laughs) eat cheeseburgers just no bun you can eat whatever all these like horrible like i'm not saying cheeseburgers horrible but like all these like dirty keto stuff and yeah. it's just okay but if you're doing it for health you're not <laughs> you're not you're not being healthy right
0: I, I, I would agree yeah i would agree i eating a pound of cheese a day probably not a good thing you know most likely i
1: <laughs> I, I would say so
0: <laughs> i i don't know i haven't seen very many healthy people do that so that's more of a but yeah, I, I I don't know. I just um, I try not to read and watch too much of that stuff, but um, it just gets sent to me. So that that's why actually on, on the podcast,
1: you uh, you, can't, you don't have a choice. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, you know, but this is why we start reviewing uh, videos online because you know it just you know how it is. I, it's funny they'll take a study or or they'll reference a study. And then they'll completely bastardize it just by reading the abstract rather than actually being able to interpret the statistics of the data. And so yeah. that that in itself is like you know the whole causation correlation issue I would say you know it's like we can we can we can find whatever bias you you want you have in, in most research.
1: <laughs> hey that'll be a topic for you and Courtney to talk about. He's the research guy
0: yeah i'm I'm excited I, I really uh, uh, I, I've been watching this podcast. and I'm like, this stuff is great. I'm like yeah, nerding I'm out on it.
1: So watch the podcast when you guys interview each other. oh
0: <laughs> well, no, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm looking forward to picking his brain. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I would say you are gonna have good questions, and he's gonna have great answers, and yeah. he's gonna learn something. But debunking uh, claims like that—that's yeah. one. of should
0: ask because he'll be able to talk about all that. That'll be that'll be awesome cuz I I I'm definitely not um you know an expert in that regard, you know. I, my my whole thing is is just <laughs> teaching just getting people to lose weight, you know. Like I just don't want to complicate things, but um yeah, it it'd be it's going to be fun nonetheless. And, and I'm jealous you have direct access all the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see what it you did fun. there, not. Nah. <laughs>
1: It is nice. I see on your um, whiteboard behind you that you have NEAT and BMR and all that. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. That's what I draw for people to tell them like, you know, your your exercise is important but not nearly as important as you think. That's neat. Yeah. That's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great advice right there. I, neat. So if you want to yeah. lose just go clean your house.
0: <laughs> this is true. Or just, you know, it's funny, um, you know how at the facility over here, there's uh, there's just tons of places to walk and um, when Every every time I wanted to start getting losing weight a little quicker without really scaling back my calories, I'll literally just go on a walk every day. Um, plus, it's killing two birds with one stone. I think you need to get outside, get some sunlight. Um, I legitimately feel better getting sunlight as often as I can. Um, so, what what are your, what are your thoughts on you know things like that, like sunlight exposure, vitamin D?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, research on sunlight and uh, your sleep-wake cycle and sunlight and um, binge eating. There's some, I forget oh, yeah. the exact mechanism, but something to do with the sunlight going into your eye. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's a suprachiasmatic optical nerve, whatever. What's, it's some type of mechanism that like, prevents you not prevents but it instead of getting those hunger pangs and you know you just ate and you want to eat more go sit outside and it's supposed to like help you prevent binging so i don't know the exact mechanism but there are studies on that
0: i recall uh, reading in oh gosh what's this guy there's a researcher out and i think he's maybe at Stanford or some, somewhere out, out there in the Bay, um, the sleep guy, uh, Matthew Walker.
1: Oh, so, Matt Walker. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think in his book, he references something about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I like his, that book. I think yeah. it's probably one of the best books in sleep. Um, the one book that I, I used to reference a lot, but it's kind of been uh, phased out is uh, it was called lights out. Um Man, that was an older book though, maybe like fifteen years ago or a little longer. Actually, maybe longer, like twenty years ago. But there was one of the first books I read to, to, that really talked about, you know, circadian biology. But a lot of the stuff that they were saying ended up not being true. But it was it was like still good cause, right? In a sense, that there was this one claim that the amount of uh, blue light exposure mm-hmm. that you're receiving from like a Drink. night like a nightlight, for example, or something like that was this magnitudes, uh, more than the sun or something like that, which they were wrong, but it's still impactful. You know, like yeah. I yeah. sleep with like blackout curtains in my room and I have little, <laughs> uh, I have, I have, uh, electrical tape over all my devices, you know, uh, um, uh, like the TV, cause there's that little red thing that pops uh, up sometimes yeah. or, yeah. um, because in, in my sleep, you know, significantly better ever since I started doing that. Because that's, I know, one thing that I've had an issue with for my whole life and sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you get your labs done at all? Like checking your blood work? And stuff? I
1: haven't uh, in a while. I am planning on to maybe beginning of next year. But, yeah, I want to get a blood panel done. Mm. Just um, stay updated with. My body,
0: yeah. So, but I
1: haven't in a while. Pre-COVID, I think it's been years.
0: Did you uh, do anything? Do, did you ever have any labs done before you had uh, before you started a ketogenic diet, and then while you're yeah. on?
1: It was um, no, I haven't.
0: Oh come died. on, no. Like
1: <laughs> it's been a while since I had my labs done, but I do. Uh, you know, I'm a procrastinator, which is bad. <laughs> that happens. And, um, I always say I'm going to do it and I haven't done it in a while, but I do want to get my blood work done just to see where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a while. I don't even want to look at the old ones cause they're so old and it's
0: not it's relevant. Irrelevant. Yeah. So, you know, you, you mentioned that you really like the health benefits of a ketogenic diet. Mm-hmm. So can you explain to everybody kind of what, what that looks like for some people?
1: Yeah, so first of all, what I did before I jumped on to a ketogenic diet is I did my research and I watched a bunch of uh, Jeff Volek and Stephen Finney, their Mm. doctors, and they are like the top researchers um, involved with the ketogenic diet and athletes and type 2 diabetics. And um, yeah, so I watched a lot of their lectures and I read a lot of their articles and just to see like with athletes, because I am athlete. I'm, I don't have a metabolic disease. Um, so I just wanted to be sure that what I'm doing was correct, or at least to the best of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. And the benefits that I got, for, so what I did, I didn't um, calculate or I didn't write out a plan, really. I just, was, I just cut out all the um, carbs, the sugars, the grains, and I just ate fats and some proteins. And I just ate till to tidy, and that was it. Mm. And then once I started cutting calories, then I monitored exactly what I was eating. But it wasn't bad; it wasn't a hard transition for me. I know some people get the keto flu, um, but I didn't get that. So, mm. I don't know. but the benefits I do get is um, I don't. Okay, women's health. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so my GMI for men. Um, you ah, know, okay.
0: There's more women that are, listen. <laughs>
1: It throws off the pH of, you you know, your vagina. Oh. And so you're, I would get a lot of, um, not bacterial infections, like yeast infections from eating sugars and carbs. And that was the main thing I saw was the first thing anyways. Once I got on the ketogenic diet, I haven't had one since. And oh. so great, yeah. So I'm not, I don't get bloated. Um, I don't feel um, inflamed in my joints. Uh, I can feel the inflammation when I eat carbs and uh, like around my knees specifically, but I don't feel inflamed and I do have, It's been so long since I ate carbs. So,
0: <laughs> so you don't, when you even, uh, eat, just eat freely, you're not even dabbling in, in like anything of like a dense carb at all. Now. Yeah.
1: No. Okay, the last time I ate carbs, so this last keto prep, I did peak with carbs, but then that was it.
0: What did you have? What kind um, of
1: carbs? honey, okay. apples, banana. Okay. And yeah, that was it.
0: Did that make I, you feel any different? Ice cakes, but that wasn't it. Did, did that make you, did you know, was it a noticeable difference in how you felt when you started eating even those? Well,
1: those, I felt those? Like that. And I was like, ooh, I haven't had honey in years. <laughs> it must have been super sweet, huh? But it did. I did get crashes though.
0: So, mm, yeah, naturally.
1: <laughs> Other than that, I mean, I was just tired from prepping, so it was hard to say what I was actually tired from.
0: Mm, good point. You're just like super low carb, super low energy period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's. But cool.
1: then, right after the show, I went back to keto. So
0: interesting. So what? What else? Like, uh, could, do you recommend? It, do you, is there a certain type of person that you would recommend strongly to do a ketogenic diet?
1: Hmm. Um. I mean, there's evidence. If you go to Stephen Doctor Stephen Finney's website, Virta Health, mm-hmm. he has a lot of his uh, type two people who have type two diabetes. Um, like, they reverse it on a ketogenic diet. So there's a bunch of articles on that website that's where I would refer people um, who want to do it for those specific health reasons, uh, reversing type two diabetes, um, going to his website, Verta health.
0: It's pretty impressive. Actually, they have a whole uh, uh, facility out in San Francisco, I believe. Yeah. 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 um, They, uh, yeah, they basically do exactly what you said. And they've been doing that really efficiently. You know, like, I've had a handful of clients that that volunteered themselves to do a ketogenic diet while they were diabetic and um, they all came off of metformin insulin everything it's it's crazy every I feel like every year I at least get a handful of people that do that I had the the most recent one was a 71 year old lady. Um, it's funny when you think diabetic you always think overweight but she wasn't overweight at all she was maybe she's tiny she was like barely five foot 115 pounds oh yeah but then her glucose levels when she was just wilding out were like three four hundred and uh in the first couple of weeks she was already she had to bring her metformin level uh she had to stop her insulin right away Obviously, because she wasn't eating carbs. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I told her, like, you got to tell your doctor what you're doing because, yeah. you know, this is pretty serious stuff. And then eventually she was able to come off metformin altogether. Um,
1: That's great. That's a great story. It's
0: pretty crazy. Um,
1: to your client.
0: Yeah, there is. Well, you know, it's, it's just it's 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 good to know that a lot of these things technically are reversible to a degree. Yeah. Um, I've even read there's a guy I can't remember the name, but he promotes a ketogenic diet for type one diabetics. He and he's, I know that 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 it it's, a
1: special case I think.
0: But he 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 has a completely. Let me see if I can find the uh, the actual uh, thing. There's an
1: so of um, glucose like fasting glucose, right? That's what you want um, yeah. to check. Yeah.
0: Well, they so, they they have the so risk of what. The, the ketoacidosis when they're...
1: Yeah, for type 1. Yeah, that's dead. what they have to of on a ketogenic diet. But my sister-in-law just started keto, and I had her check her fasting blood glucose levels. Mm-hmm. And when she first started, it was at 95, and then a week into it, it was like 92, and it started going down, and now it's at like 75, last time she checked, and she's nice. been on keto. So yeah, I was... Um, Happy that she reached out to me uh, and wanting to learn more recipes and right. just, uh, yeah, figuring out what to eat. And she got the keto flu, though. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just and she has Graves' disease. So, I mean, uh, there are cases, yeah. you know, that you be mindful of when you do start any diet, really.
0: So, is she did she have her uh, thyroid uh, radiated or anything like that because of Graves?
1: Uh, she she hasn't been taking her medication because she hasn't really needed to, but oh, if she, good. Uh, yeah. So, um, she'll take it when she, it's like that's, she has to take it, but she mm-hmm. hasn't been, um, needing it. So that's Cause, good.
0: Cause graves is when it's overactive, right? Yeah. 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 So they tend to lose weight and have anxiety issues and things like that. Right. Like,
1: yeah. and um, tired all the time because they're just like,
0: yeah, yeah. it's just like mm-hmm. pedal to the metal all the time. Um Yeah, I, I I see that with my clients, maybe like one or two a year. It's way more rare than than the opposite, but I don't know. I, I, I do think it's kind of interesting. Have you have you had uh, clients or family that tried a ketogenic diet while they were um, the complete opposite? Uh, no, know.
1: hypothyroid. No, yeah. I I haven't uh, encountered anyone.
0: Or what about like PCOS? Because I've heard there were some. There was some data, nothing conclusive, but uh, I think oh geez, what I can't remember their name right now. Maybe I do need to get on a ketogenic diet, my brain's not working as fast as it used to. Uh, I swear you know what, you know what though, I, I really I get bad brain fog sometimes when when I train a little too hard. Um and then, uh, Yeah, I think it is, but uh, I, I, recent, I recently, I uh, recently started experimenting with trying to cool my body down a lot faster after and that tends to help so like around this time of the year i I end up feeling a lot better than than the summertime Um, but i also was reading that you could try taking uh, a lot of vitamin b1 um, after a larger meal in the midday and it helps with glucose disposal so maybe that spike but i've never measured it or personally tried it, but I've done like berberine and things like that, which actually do, do work. And I've even taken a little bit of uh, small doses of metformin here and there just to experiment too, <laughs> <you>. which, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. That one did not feel good. Actually. It really messed with my stomach cause I took the wrong dosage. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, no. yeah, but did you take it after eating or
0: yes, I took it after eating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
1: like a high carbohydrate diet. Or
0: oh what? yeah. I ate like I think I eat like 100 grams of carbs on purpose just to see, right? Because okay. otherwise you do it without food. I'm probably going to pass out, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's interesting.
1: And so you felt fine or what?
0: Uh, no, I had to go to the bathroom a lot because uh, <laughs> the dosage was too high. But I felt fine, like energy-wise, okay. yeah. Uh, I didn't real, r- realize that that was a side effect sometimes. Um, so are there – okay, so what about some of the research on uh, – and stuff they reference in longevity wise is that what? What do you what do you think about that? That they've made because I've heard claims uh, in reference to a ketogenic diet and and health span, lifespan, possibly things like that. I haven't,
1: um, I haven't read that I'm aware of. Anyways, I have I haven't read any articles on it. I haven't looked into it on longevity.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure a... there's
1: bunch out there, but I haven't. Probably just on like rat models. That that's what I would suspect.
0: Yeah, there was a well. I shoot the most recent one I remember reading about on the rap models was the rapamycin thing where they were giving. Oh, them. The <laughs> what? M-Tor? Yeah, yeah, but no. So the rapamycin. to yeah, be your guy for yeah, that. Yeah, I know that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. So okay, aside from the diabetics, um, you know, is is that something that you think everybody should be doing?
1: No, I, you know, it's not a one size fits all thing mm-hmm. ever. Um, so if there's a coach out there that's telling you, no, this is for everyone mm, red flag, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, every individual is different and mm-hmm. their body's going to respond differently. And my body, t- like, happens to love high fats, um, loves the ketogenic diet. I know some people you know, they prefer carbs and that's okay. I don't I feel like there's no wrong diet. What's wrong is when you start eating food like substances, right? (laughs) And you cut out food. So you're eating things that's labeled keto and like you read the ingredients and you don't even know what the hell they are, right? So stick to like whole foods. That's what I would say. If you like carbohydrates, eat fruit. If you like um, ketogenic diet, eat avocados. I don't know. I think um, it, I don't recommend it for everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you uh, have you came across very many people that were doing more like the portion controlling junk food?
1: D like i i f y m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, hope now. I hope it's dying now. I haven't really been. Yeah,
0: they're just not, I, I, you know, I I do think it was kind of like also misrepresented to a degree, but then, um, you know, the whole thing, what they were doing, what became popular was the Pop-Tart thing, right? Was that what it was? They were like super big on eating, fitting a Pop-Tart into their diet.
1: Parts and, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Again, food like substances. That's not food. Yeah. Right?
0: No. Yeah, they tend to yield a lot less uh, nutrient value and a lot less satiety signaling. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's I mean, personally, from my personal experience, it's one of those things. It's like I feel like I know I feel better when I'm consistently eating uh, enough protein. Like I literally feel bad. I just don't feel right if my protein levels are not at a certain level. And, and maybe that's just certain B vitamins I'm getting out of out of the meat or something like that. But um.
1: Well, we need protein, right? Yeah. Uh- protein and fats we can live without carbs sorry carbohydrate fans (laughs) but it's true true. yeah Yeah. um but even like uh Bullock and they say that we need about like 1.2 to like two grams i think on the high end per kilogram of body weight and at you know the higher end so
0: yeah yeah i mean it makes sense though um that totally makes a lot of sense actually, especially considering how much you know amino acids the, the body actually needs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see here, what else was I going to ask you about? Um, oh, uh, you have a very particular supplement regimen.
1: Okay. I do, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> so do yeah. you care to break down Some of that, because the funny thing is, it's like uh, uh, a lot of people who say they're into research-based stuff, they're very anti-supplement. But I would argue that a lot of those people don't really spend enough time, you know, either just self-experimenting possibly. But um, I don't know. I just just find it interesting sometimes. But They're probably not into bodybuilding either. I think... No. Yeah. Bodybuilding definitely... Way more into the uh I'm gonna try a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. See what works. Hope for the best. Um <laughs> oh,
0: goodness, that's very true. I now, uh,
1: well I have like my daily supplements. Um what's the okay. it's a list. You know, you've seen just, it before, right? Yeah, there's like break it down. Multivitamin, <laughs> um fossil title serine. Um, and that, you know, tapers the cortisol level. Mm-hmm. And then I take uh, fish oil. And Which then, kind
0: I of fish like, oil, are you picky about that?
1: Uh, krill oil, I think it is.
0: Yeah, I like yeah. the krill oil too, actually.
1: And so the krill oil that I take, dim, right? Okay, so my mom has had breast cancer. She's uh, clear of it now, I think. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Um, So DIM, there's a lot of studies on that too. You actually introduced me to that in the beginning. Uh, Introduced me to that. So you take Uh, it
0: every day, though.
1: Every day, yeah. And
0: there's no because
1: I actually have um, what's called polycystic um, breasts, and so I get cysts in my breasts, and it does help.
0: So So, is that is is that uh, doing something to the estrogen receptors? Then.
1: Yeah, it helps um, balance the estrogen levels.
0: So. Interesting, but you're not having any irregular uh, like uh, cycles or anything like that.
1: Uh, my cycles have been irregular from competing, uh,
0: going up and down in body fat.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, no, I'm just
0: I I just never heard of women taking them all the time. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying. Yeah. To, I'm not trying to grill you. I'm just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I take that, and then I take. Glutamine and I take berberine. I've been taking that.
0: How much do you take, and how do you take it? Because that—that's that, one I, I find fascinating.
1: Berberine, but, yeah, glutamine, uh, uh, both. I just take one dose. Glutamine, I just take one pill, whatever's on the bottle. I don't take the full serving size. I just take a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I take a green tea extract for the polyphenols, and then I take. Um, I don't know. What else do I take? (laughs) There's there's a lot of stuff.
0: I know. I've Um, seen you post it sometimes. I'm like, wow, that's more than what I take. I'm surprised.
1: (laughs) I have like my whole supplement that I have every morning over there. And then when I'm cutting calories uh, before my workout, I drink leucine, lysine and arginine. Um, But that's when I'm like on a cut phase and low calories.
0: Lysine and arginine. Mm-hmm. So what what what, uh, what what amounts of of those three?
1: Um, the I look at the dosage and You yeah. do, like I think it's one gram of lysine and I think it's six grams of arginine oh, wow, And then yeah. I always add salt and potassium to to the mix and just drink it before my workout
0: the lysine is that have something to do with metabolizing leucine Um, it's a favorite
1: tour, so you get the muscle building activation.
0: The lysine does, Mm -hmm. really? Yeah, I know leucine is important for that. Yeah, that's interesting. I never even knew that lysine played a role. Like I said, definitely not my. I know someone to ask, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: a baby in the knowledge right now when it comes to physiology.
0: Ah, you're still you're you're you'll 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 be right there. But okay, so go ahead. So, leucine, lysine, <laughs> arginine,
1: and then salt and potassium. This is when I'm in my cut phase and I'm low calories. Um, so and that's for muscle
0: preservation at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I drink it right before my workout and get a good pump too from the sodium and arginine.
0: Yeah. Well, six grams of arginine definitely get you pumped.
1: <laughs> six grams. I do. I think half the serving of three uh, grams. Gotcha. But that's what the serving size is on the bottle. Um, so I think that's all I take. Nice. And probiotics. I take a probiotic.
0: What kind of probiotic?
1: Um. Do you know. Rabbit. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: I was just curious.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um, Whole food dietary supplement, Oh, this
0: one? Primal Defense, yeah. So that's okay. actually a uh, soil-based probiotic, I believe. The Primal Defense one, it's, it's derived oh. of the soil. Um, that's one I used to actually, uh, I came across that a long time ago because of uh, skin issues. And then what happened was it cleared mine up and I had some other people try it and it actually worked, uh, surprisingly, oh. it was kind of crazy.
1: Do you still
0: use it? No, no. You know, what was interesting, I did that. And then back in 2016 is when I started really going into the outdoors a lot. And uh, I feel like ever since then, never had those skin issues uh, anymore. It's kind of weird. But I would would speculate it has something to do with the uh, exposure to the, uh, um, you know, flora all over the place out in the mountains and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. You know, that's still... Is that the phone booth behind you? <laughs>
1: it is <yeah. laughs>
0: that's cool. That's so cool.
1: And I have a humorist right here, too.
0: <laughs> oh god. Yeah, you what? guys are definitely nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. I mean that in a in a complimentary awesome. way. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share? You know? Are you- if you
1: guys want to read blogs, go to the Kratos website. It's all health related um Mm -hmm. it's kratosathletics.com and you can uh, it's all science-based evidence that we use um so if you go there you can read the tips on whatever the blog is on Um, we have one on sleep actually that's pretty good talk we talk about blue light yeah and we um use matthew walker as his article very nice so there's um really good blogs if you want to go read it and just help you in your fitness and health journey so that's all i need to say
0: Perfect. it was
1: awesome. a pleasure talking to you
0: yeah it was great uh,
1: tangents
0: but that's okay oh that's just kind of how my my podcast goes if you watch enough of them you're like oh yeah they never stick to one topic <laughs> <laughs> oh man no you know i'll uh i'm looking forward to you know getting courtney on here and uh nerding out uh, or you know hearing him nerd out you know <laughs> but thank you for coming on um i really think you had a lot of good things to share and uh We'll, we'll put a link for the site up in there, and uh, you guys can follow her. on where, where do you post the most, on Instagram?
1: Um, on Instagram, yeah. So I post a bunch of recipes on Kratos Athletics, and then I have a lot of um, workout videos too on both pages. Perfect. So my personal page is mainly like my bodybuilding, physique, and workouts, and then Kratos is uh, more recipes and workouts.
0: There you go, guys. You heard it. All right. Well, appreciate you coming on and uh we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. See Thanks for having me. All right.